الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful I testify that there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger may Allah salah and salam be upon the Prophet his noble and pure family and those who follow on their path until the day of resurrection uh, we continue inshallah We continue the discussion under the title The Basics of uh, or the Foundations of Tafsir of Explaining the Meaning of the Noble Quran and uh, tonight inshallah we'll address the point as how was the Quran arranged how was the Quran arranged and the uh, manner in which the chapters were put uh, the manner in which the uh, uh, the verses were uh, arranged and organized in the Noble Quran. The arrangement of the Noble Quran means reciting it in succession as it is written in the Masahif, in the copies, and as it is preserved in the chests of the believers and this is of three types can you hear me please can you hear me and this is of three types okay the first type arranging the words the first type is arranging the words such that each word is in its proper place in the verse arranging the words such that each word is in its proper place place in the verse and this matter is affirmed by the text meaning from the Quran and Sunnah and by the consensus of the Muslims as well and we don't know of anyone who opposes to this and for example therefore it is not permissible to read like in Surah Al-Fatiha you can start by reading لِلَّهِ الْحَمْدُ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ but rather you must start الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ so you can't put the word the majestic word of Allah the title Allah before Alhamd but you must put it in the proper order as it came in the verse so this is the first type putting the words in their proper places in the verses the second type of arrangement of the, of the verses such that the verses are arranged in the way that each verse is in its proper place in the chapter, in the surah again this matter is affirmed in the texts of Quran and Sunnah and by consensus and it is mandatory according to the preponderating opinion and it is prohibited to oppose it for example 
it is not permitted to read, recite Maliki Yawmiddin Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim instead of Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Maliki Yawmiddin you can't twist it in such manner you can't recite Maliki Yawmiddin Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim instead of Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Maliki Yawmiddin is that clear inshallah to you? is that clear? It came in Sahih al-Bukhari It came in Sahih al-Bukhari That Abdullah ibn Zubair May Allah be pleased with him That Abdullah ibn Zubair May Allah be pleased with him Said to Uthman bin Affan To the leader of the believers The third leader of the believers In his time Uthman bin Affan He told him Regarding the saying of Allah in Surah Al-Baqarah, chapter 2, chapter 2, let's have this verse please, regarding the following verse, 2, 2, 3, 4, he told him, regarding this verse, وَالَّذِينَ يُتَوَفَّوْنَ مِنْكُمْ وَيَذَرُونَ أَزْوَاجًا وَصِيَّةً لِأَزْوَاجِهِمْ مَتَاعًا إِلَى الْحَوْلِ غَيْرَ إِخْرَاجٍ He told him, that this verse chapter 2 verse 2, 3, 4 <clears throat> and those of you who die and leave wives behind them they the wives shall wait as regards their marriage for 4 months and 10 days then when they have fulfilled their term there is no sin on you if they, the wives, dispose of themselves in a just and honorable manner meaning that they can marry and Allah is well acquainted with you with what you do okay, he told him about this verse that this, were, that this verse was abrogated by the other verse by the other verse which is the following verse وَالَّذِينَ يُتَوَفَّوْنَ مِنْكُمْ وَيَذَرُونَ أَزْوَاجًا يَتَرَبَّصْنَ بِأَنفُسِهِنَّ أَرْبَعَةَ أَشْهُرٍ وَعَشْرًا now let's, uh, maybe we need to uh, check if the verses were put in the correct order inshallah there on text it's important that we get them straight inshallah Okay, this verse, which is the 2-3-4 And the one before it, which was Okay, 2-40 So, let's reverse the order now So that uh, we can understand it properly Okay, Sister Muhammad, please Abdullah bin Zubay told Ibn Affan Told Uthman Yes, okay, told Uthman bin Affan Let's put the verse 2, 240 2, 240 They were uh, put in the opposite sense In the opposite order So, he told Uthman bin Affan Concerning 2, 240 Which says وَالَّذِينَ يُتَوَفَّوْنَ مِنْكُمْ وَيَذَرُونَ أَزْوَاجًا 
وصية لأزواجهم متاعا إلى الحول غير إخراج and those of you who die and leave behind wives should back with for their wives a year's maintenance and residence without turning them out but if they the wives leave there is no sin on you for that which they do of themselves provided it is honorable meaning for lawful marriage and Allah is almighty all wise okay he told him that this was cancelled abrogated by the other this which we had uh, mentioned earlier and this is 2234 regarding the, the wives who uh, those who die and leave wives behind them so that 240 was cancelled by this verse 234 and those of you who die and leave wives behind them they the wives shall wait as regards their marriage for four months and ten days then when they have fulfilled their term there is no sin on you if they the wives dispose of themselves in a just and honorable manner that they can marry he told him that this you know was abrogated meaning 240 was abrogated by 234 the order that you saw now and that this 234 comes before it in the recitation so why did you write it before it yet it is abrogating of it Uthman may Allah be pleased with him said oh my cousin I don't change anything from its place I don't change anything from its place and it's also related by Imam Ahmad and Abu Dawood and Nasai at Tirmidhi also from the hadith of Uthman may Allah be pleased with him that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam used to receive the chapters many chapters sent down to him from Allah so whenever he received anything sent down upon him he called some of those who used to write telling them put these verses in this surah in such and such surah where such and such is mentioned so this tells us from now that we, we know now therefore from this that the organization of the arrangement of the verses such that each verse will be in its proper place in the surah in the chapter so this is the second type of arrangement the third type of arrangement is the arrangement of the chapters such that each chapter is in its proper place in the mushaf in the written Quran and this is this is affirmed by way of istihad this is done through ishtihad, through striving to reach the proper conclusion so it cannot be uh, wajib it cannot be considered as mandatory some of it is therefore uh, affirmed by ishtihad, by way of ishtihad meaning the ishtihad of whom? the ishtihad of the companions and some of it is affirmed tawqifi meaning it cannot be changed 
For example, this which cannot be changed from its proper place is like Al-Ma'udatayn Qul a'udhu bi-Rabbil Falaq Qul a'udhu bi-Rabbil Nas The Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam used to recite the Falaq Surah Al-Falaq chapter 113 he used to recite it before chapter 114 similarly Surah Sabbah wa Surah Al-Ghashiyah as well وكذلك similar to Surah Al-Jumu'ah and Surah Al-Munafiqun he used to recite them in the order such that Sabbah before Al-Ghashiyah and Al-Jumu'ah before Al-Munafiqun he used to recite them during Salat Al-Jumu'ah the Friday prayer so we keep them as they are so they are kept in such order in such arrangement and in Sahih Muslim from Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman may Allah be pleased with him he said that he prayed with the Prophet sallallahu one night and that the Prophet sallallahu recited Surah Al-Baqarah chapter 2 then look at this then chapter 4 one, one time he recited 2 then chapter 4 which is Surah Al-Nisa then chapter 3 then chapter 3 And it may be that in the last presentation by Jibreel alayhi salam to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, it came in the order that we know of. Two, three, and four. And also we read in Sahih al-Bukhari as well a report from al-Ahnaf, may Allah be pleased with him, that he uh, recited in the first Raka'ah, Surah Al-Kahf, then in the second, by Yusuf, chapter 12, he recited first 18, and then in the second he, write, he recited the chapter 12, or, or Yunus, or chapter 10. And he said that he prayed with Umar, radiallahu ta'ala anhuma, in such way. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, may Allah be pleased, uh, may Allah's mercy be upon him. He said it is permissible Okay, okay, okay Okay, bye Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah he said it is permissible to read this before that and also in the writing and that's why he said there were many uh, copies of the Quran with the Sahaba meaning in terms of the writing however when they ended agreeing with Uthman at the time of Uthman okay then all were unified in terms of the order and terms of the arrangement and Uthman has a sunnah to be followed because he is one of the rightly guided caliphs and all the sahaba agreed to the arrangement that Uthman had finalized may Allah be pleased with them all there is an exception however that some of the scholars see that in uh, during education during teaching then it is uh, no problem at all to uh, put to start with 
you know, with the latter ones before the former ones where it could be easier. So, this disagreement with the arrangement is because the need, uh, uh, the need is required, it is required to teach the children in this way, because it would be easier to start from the end of the Quran rather than from the beginning, because the shorter surahs are there, so it is permissible to do that, and uh, not to follow the, the, the order uh, as it is in the Quran for this purpose, you know that you have heard such an exception for it. Now, so this, fin- uh, this finishes the issue of Tartib al-Quran. Tartib al-Quran. C- can we review it now, inshallah? We can review it to say that it is of three types. The first type is ordering, putting the words in order such that each, wo- each word uh, lies in its proper place in the verse. This is the first type. And that the second type is arranging the verses such that each verse is in its place, in a proper place in the chapter. And the third type is arranging the chapters such that each chapter is in its proper place in the Quran. And this is done mostly through ishtihad, but some of it is affirmed. Naam. No, mashallah. This is excellent. These three points are very, very important. Please try to copy them and keep them in your file of classes. This is very, very well summarized and very beneficial. Jazakumullah khair, Sister Um Ahmed. Now, the fifth point is, now the fifth topic is, Kitabatul Qur'ani wa jam'ihi, writing the Noble Qur'an and its compilation. Writing the Noble Qur'an and its compilation. This went through three stages. The writing and compiling of the Quran and the collection of the Quran went through three stages. Let's remember this. Now the first stage. The first stage took place during the time of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And this in this mostly depended upon memorization this mostly depended upon memorization more than writing more than writing why? because of a the strong memory then of the people secondly the uh, ease and fast way of uh, ability to uh, memorize ease and uh, fast ability to memorize also the third reason is because there were few people who used to write Qillatul Katibin few people who used to write and also fourthly due to the lack of means of writing it was also in short that's why it was not written in a mushaf that's why during this period of the Prophet it was not compiled in a copy rather everyone who heard a verse memorized it memorized it or wrote it 
in what was available to him from the palm leaf stocks from the palm leaf stocks or from pieces or on pieces of skin animal skin or on thin white stones or on chunk of camel bones you see that? that's with what people used to write on the reciters were many though and we know from Sahih al-Bukhari from the hadith of Anas may Allah be pleased with him أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله اللهم رب هذه الدعوة التامة والصلاة القائمة آتي محمد الوسيلة والفضيئة والفهم مقام المحمود الدرجة العالية التي وعد From the hadith of Anas concerning the killing of the reciters that took place during the time of the Prophet ﷺ. In fact, we know from this hadith that the Prophet ﷺ, when the people of the tribes of Ra'al and the Quan wa wa Banu Lihyan came to the Prophet ﷺ and claimed that they had embraced Islam and they requested him to support them with some men to fight their own people the Prophet ﷺ supported them with 70 men from the Ansar who used to call Al-Qurra whom we used to call Al-Qurra meaning the scholars of recitation of the Quran who out of piety used to cut wood during the day and pray all the night so those people took the 70 men till they reached a place called Bi'r Ma'una the well of Ma'una where they betrayed and martyred them so the Prophet ﷺ invoked evil on the tribe of Ra'l the Quan and Bani Lihyan for one month in the prayer
So as we tell, there were plenty from the recitals. And and also in the companions, many like the four Khulafa, the four rightly guided caliphs, and Abdullah bin Mas'ud, and Salim, and Ubay bin Ka'b, and Mu'adh bin Jabal, and Zayd bin Thabit, and Abi Darda, all of them were from the recitals of the Quran. The second stage, so this is concerning the first stage that it took place at the time of the Prophet ﷺ during the time, during the era, and mostly uh, the dependence during this stage was upon memory more than upon writing because of the reasons we mentioned and I would like you to remember these reasons because we are going to inshallah ask questions uh, during the week about the classes as you know every Wednesday we have uh, a meeting with questions and answers from the classes that are given so that people inshallah can benefit the second the second stage it occurred at the time of Abi Bakr during the time of Abi Bakr may Allah be pleased with him during in the second um, in the twelfth year from the Hijrah the writing and the reason for the writing then is that in the battle of Yamama many of those who are called Qurra who had kept the Quran in memory many of them were killed in the battle of Yamama and one of them is Salim the servant of Abi Hudayfa and he was one of those whom the Prophet ﷺ commanded to take the Quran from So Abu Bakr ordered to compile the Quran lest it be lost and we know this from Sahih al-Bukhari in the lengthy hadith from Sahih al-Bukhari and it is under the chapter Jam'u al-Quran the collection of the Quran and this is in volume 6 volume 6 hadith number 509 and in this hadith Zayd bin Thabit may Allah be pleased with him narrated that Abu Bakr al-Siddiq sent for me when the people of Yamama had been killed meaning a number of the Prophet's companions who fought against Musaylama the liar I went to him and found Umar ibn al-Khattab sitting with him, meaning with Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr then said to me, Umar has come to me and said, casualties were heavy among the Qurra of the Quran, those who knew the Quran by heart, on the day of the battle of Yamama. And I am afraid that more heavy casualties may take place among the Qurra on other battlefields whereby a large part of the Qur'an may be lost. Therefore I suggest to you, O Abu Bakr, order that the Qur'an be collected. Umar 
This was the suggestion from Umar. May Allah be pleased with all of them. I said to Umar, meaning Abu Bakr responded, How can you do something which Allah's messenger did not do? Umar said, By Allah, that is a good project. Umar kept on urging me to accept his proposal. No. Umar kept on urging me to accept his proposal till Allah opened my chest for it and I began to realize the good in the idea which Umar had realized then Abu Bakr said to me meaning to Zayd bin Thabit you are a wise young man and we don't have any suspicion about you and you used to write the divine inspiration for Allah's messenger so you should search for the fragmentary scripts of it of the Quran and collect it in one book by Allah Zayd bin Thabit said by Allah listen to this Allahu Akbar listen to this response he said by Allah if they had ordered me to shift one of the mountains it would not have been heavier for me than this ordering me to collect the Quran Allahu Akbar By Allah if they had ordered me to shift one of the mountains it would not have been heavier for me than this ordering me to collect the Quran then I said to Abu Bakr how will you do something which Allah's Messenger didn't do? Abu Bakr replied, By Allah, it is a good project. Now he is repeating the words of Umar, may Allah be pleased with all of them. Abu Bakr kept on urging me to accept this idea or his idea until Allah opened my chest for what he had opened the chests of Abu Bakr and Umar, meaning to collect the Quran. So, I started looking for the Quran and collecting it from what was written on palm leaf stocks, then white stones, and also from the men who knew it by heart, till I found the last verse of Surah At-Tawbah, Surah At-Tawbah, the repentance, with Abi Khuzaym al-Ansari, and I didn't find it with anybody other than him. And the verse is لَقَدْ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولٌ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ عَزِيزٌ عَلَيْهِ مَا عَنِتُّمْ Until the end of Bara'a Verily there has come unto you and a messenger Meaning Muhammad Wasallam From amongst yourselves It grieves him that you should receive any injury or difficulty Till the end of this يعني of Surah Bara'a Which is Surah Tawbah chapter 9 then the complete manuscripts copy of the Quran remained with Abu Bakr till he died then with Umar till the end of his life and then remember this here and then with whom? with Hafsa the daughter of Umar then with Hafsa the daughter of Umar remember this it will, we will refer to this very very interesting then 
with Hafsa, the daughter of Umar. The Muslims agreed to the idea of Abu Bakr. And they considered this from the good deeds of Abu Bakr. In fact, Ali, may Allah be pleased with all of them, Ali said, أَعْظَمُ النَّاسِ فِي الْمَصَاحِفِ أَجْرًا أَبُو بَكْرِ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ Most in reward concerning the copies of the Quran was Abu Bakr رحمه الله رحمة الله على أبو بكر May Allah's mercy be upon Abu Bakr He said هو أول من جبع كتاب الله He was the first to collect the book of Allah Now the third stage This took place at the time of the leader of the believers Uthman bin Affan Uthman bin Affan May Allah be pleased with all of them In the year 25th after Hijrah 25th after Hijrah And the reason behind this is that because of the difference of recitations amongst the people due to the different copies that were in the hands of the companions Omar, I mean Abu Bakr, Uthman, may Allah be pleased with him feared for the fitna for an affliction to occur because of this difference So he ordered that all the copies be combined in one copy only, lest people differ and oppose the book of Allah and then split apart. And we know from Sahih al-Bukhari What was the last number, Sister Muhammad, we gave you there on uh, on the hadith number, please? Five something I gave you, right? Volume six, now. Five or nine. Yeah, that's it. Now, like Salam. Now, five ten, and this report was narrated by Anas that Hudayf ibn Yaman came to Uthman at the time when the people of Asham, meaning Greater Syria, and the people of Iraq were waging war to conquer Armenia and other Bajan I mean 
we have to stop here inshallah I will return because it's time for salah please uh, take control sister Muhammad we'll put something inshallah useful to the brothers and sisters till we